Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. A little uh, Matthew McConaughey. You know. The Lincoln exactly. car salesman. Um, Alright. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I have figured out the microphone, so we'll see. Um, so yeah, I was, I was telling Ella that we were supposed to record nearly an hour ago at this time, at this point, but Josh made a friend mm -hmm. who is from Ghana, and he really likes him now. So whenever he sees that him, we end up getting stuck in, like, 20 to 30 minute conversations. I mean, good on him for having a friend, I guess. No, it's very cool, and this guy today told us that he likes voodoo, and he gave Josh a gift that looks like a voodoo bag. Oh. So I really want to know what's in it, but I feel like that's going to piss people off if I do it. So I'm just going to honor the gift and keep my curiosity down and if I start getting really weird visions and shit in my dreams because that's what's happening I am gonna sage the shit out of it and I'm gonna put it by the crystals until it gets better because <laughs> I know that voodoo can be very good and he gave it to us as a gift but we don't know him very well yet either so I was like, okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What's in this bag? Very nice. Um, well, so I today decided that we were going to talk about one of the most notorious bad bitches for Women's Month. Um, and that is La Llorona. La Llorona. Which, yes. and me and Ella decided to watch the La Llorona movie today before we recorded because we had never watched it before because we had heard it was not good uh -huh. and we have we some thoughts we have thoughts I wrote notes but a lot I couldn't write enough on top of texting Ella because we were watching it just at the same time and texting each other so there's a lot of text messages back and forth where we're just like why Ew. No thank you. So many. So if somebody so ever steals my phone, they're going to be like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your... So, okay, if you're not ready for this, we're going to do, like, a movie review now of the movie La Llorona. So if you don't like it, you can skip forward or not, but... Right, you do you. We, we I feel you. it's valid. It's exactly what we're talking about this whole time. <laughs> so what did mm -hmm. you think of the movie, Ella? Well, I am a person that is very easily entertained by things. And it was entertaining, but there were a lot of things that I found really distracting. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, like... The performances were incredibly dramatic, and it took a little bit to get past that. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it was it was a bit a bit much for me. I feel like I feel like they, it was so strange because it was like all like this movie was like about like Latin culture. It had Latin people in it. 
and it still felt like they were all white people. Yeah. Like, everyone was, like, a little bit of an over-actor. Like, there's this one scene where the kid is getting thrown down the stairs by La Llorona, and it comes to, like, he comes to, like, a, cl- a clump on, like, the half. Okay, you know if the stairs, they, like, turn, and then you have, like, a landing, and then the upstairs on after more stairs? So he's in the middle part, just, like, crumpled up, and, like, you couldn't see La Llorona, and his sister's just staring at him, and then the mom comes inside, and she's like, daughter, what are you doing? And then... Like, the son makes, like, a uh, sound, and, like, the mom just goes, Chris! <laughs> like, like you didn't see anything happen. Like, I would have been like, oh, my God, honey, are you okay? What happened? That would have made sense, but to just go, Chris! Just no bloody murder. No. No. Too much. Too much. Like, I feel Too like much. places where people needed to be more scared they weren't acting like they were scared in places where they didn't need to be. They were so terrified. And there was a lot of times when they were just staring at nothing. Like, there are aspects of that where you're like, yeah, that's a good thing. Cool. There are other parts where you're like, what? There's so many scenes where they're just staring at a wall. Yeah. Um, And so, so you asked me if this was about The Conjuring. And so it's not directed by the same director. Um, they, I'm thinking that they decided to make it, like, I think they were trying to make it a very distinct Latin director because it was mm-hmm. by Michael Chavez, I believe. But also, mm-hmm. like, he's a very white-passing Latin person. No, like, no yeah. hate to it, but, like, we could have done more. But it also just, like, one of the producers is James Wan. So he's one of the producers for La Llorona, and he's also the director of the entire Conjuring stuff. Oh! And he's also one of the directors from the Insidious movies. That makes so much sense. Because, yeah, they made La Llorona look like a cross between the Black Bride from Insidious 2 and the Nun from Conjuring 2. Yeah, and, I saw the eyes and I was like, oh, yeah. And yeah, I just did yeah. not care for it. I was like, I don't I don't like it. Yeah, it felt like some weird spoof spin-off kind of instead of its own thing. And like it just in I know what they were tr- I think they were trying to put it into the universe because and it it just it didn't feel like like, Michael Chavez actually directed it. It felt like he was just the one that was holding the camera. Yeah. Because it, it feels like this was all James Wan's thing. Because there was a bunch of Easter eggs to the rest of the Conjuring stuff. Like, the, the doll that the daughter has is, like, a Raggedy Ann type of doll. There's, like, um, a rocking chair. Doll. What? There was the actual Annabelle doll in there for a second. There was. I didn't catch that. But then That's why I texted you. Well, and the father that the mom goes to to ask about who the hell La Llorona is, is Father Perez, who is the same priest that the people from the first Annabelle movie go to. 
I have not seen those, so I did not catch that one. Well, the first Annabelle one is not good, and the priest dies in it. Also, guys, I'm going to give you fucking spoilers. I don't care. I warned you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, eventually, I don't know, I don't remember when the first Annabelle was supposed to be. I think it's also in the 70s. Um, that sounds right, but... Because, like, for whatever reason, they chose to set this La Llorona story in 1973 Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. which I have a lot of issues with. Um, (laughs) I love that they did that because, like, the stories here and, like, Los Angeles is a huge Latin community, especially Mexican community. And but it just it didn't make any sense because it from the skyline they showed us at the very beginning it looks a little like we're supposed to be in East LA, but we have yeah, this really big ass craftsman house that a police officer and a social worker supposedly were able to own. It's so big. It, it is so many doors. It is and massive. And yeah, it's massive. It has an attic and a basement. It has, like, it's very nice. There's a clawfoot tub. And so, and it just, it doesn't make any sense. On the tub subject, who puts their tub like that? I mean, I know that people who have clawfoot tubs do tend to, like, give a whole wall to the tub. It wasn't, like, on the wall, though. Yeah, you put it away from it. I don't know. It's just weird to me, too, like... The scene with the tub, like, why are why is your daughter bathing alone? Like, I'm sure she can do it, but she does look a bit young. I would think that you would still be helping her. And then that bathroom is freaking huge. How would she have not, like, heard her mom come in to just randomly I... start scrubbing her hair for her? And, like, yeah, what true. kid does not open their eyes... When someone touches their head, when not expecting like, it. No, like she just was like, "That's my fucking mom." Cool. Like a lot of the issues that I had with this movie were in the like lo- logistical kind of yeah. things because we're so yeah because like a lot of it just it was asking me to suspend my belief and I was just like this does not make sense like at one point Josh was Josh was playing with his brother but he heard me say if she wants to be a fucking white girl let her go be a white girl because what that is getting her umbrella no that was when she was crawling on her knees to get her fucking doll and I was like I was like bitch go die like you fucking asked for it now because the basis of the story is that the mother is a is a latin social worker in los angeles in 1973 and she has no idea who la, la llorona is at all and her yeah, kids do not know at all like if you wanted us to believe that people had didn't know the story or it wasn't something that they really thought about, they should have said it today because there are kids today that don't know it. But I don't know anyone who was born before me who wouldn't know the story, especially if you're living in East LA in a Latin area yeah. and you are Latin. And her husband was supposed to be, like, superstitious and all that, too. Because, like, that's the thing. Like, there's weird shit that starts happening. 
like right away and no one is suspicious in the family like no one is superstitious no one thinks anything is strange about it there's a whole lot of i'm gonna walk through the the very dark house all by myself like and not turn on any lights like i'm sorry i grew up in many different latin homes I have never known there not to be at least two rooms that are not being used that have all the lights on in them. That is not something that happens. Yeah. It's not what we do. <laughs> like, I understand it's a scary movie, and so there needs to be some things that people do to make things scary. But it really felt like... And I told Ella this, too. I was like, this is why scary movies with... People who are not white don't make sense because we don't do these things. <laughs> like, there was never a moment where she, like, we kept saying, like, where are the Jesus candles? Where's the Palo Santo? Wait, why aren't we saging anything? Like, um, why haven't you gone to the, like, she went to the church and she's like, priest, do you know about La Llorona? And then he was like, I'm not telling you, you have to go talk to this guy. And that, and then she went to that guy and he was like, you gotta go to the church. And then he it was like, the church sent us to you. And and then there was like a whole thing about I'd, I left the church, which was fine because the Catholic church. And he was like, I didn't yeah. leave God. Also fine. But I just don't know why we didn't have more things. I really like yeah. that they kept the egg ritual in there because that is something I have heard of. And that's something that like. I've had people, I've heard of people doing after, like, a bad, or someone has, like, a really bad dream or something weird happens. So, like, I yeah, haven't had it done. Practice do. Like, I haven't had it done to me or in front of me, but I have heard of people using the egg to, it's like you collect the bad spirit energy in the egg. So then, like, when he cracked it, it was all black. And then, like, but it's so weird because even then they didn't believe what he was doing. And there was that whole line of, you think it's silly. And it's like. Yeah, I was like, y'all have clearly seen that some shit's going on and you still have the audacity to mock him. Like, so that's why, like, it would have made what much more sense had they have been a white family. Because they would have ended up having to go to the Latin Brujo, um... Who to save them and then like not believe in stuff would have made sense because they wouldn't have had any you know experience with it, and it just not it didn't they didn't seem like a Latin family when you're watching yeah. it they just don't. Yeah, well, and again, like her husband was superstitious and he knew about all that. He was involved in the church, whatnot. Yeah. So uh. Questions. So it was. Like, and then, like, especially since, like, they went to the Latin ex-priest Brujo man after, like, she had just witnessed her son, like, sleepwalking to the front door. And, like, there was the, there was, like, the Mm -hmm. chain on the door and it's, like, hanging open and then it, like, slams back shut while she, like, right in front of her eyes. And then they go get the people and then they bring them in and they're all just like, are we done with this ritual now? And it's like, we all just saw all of this shit that just happened. Yeah, I... Ridiculous. Yeah. 
and like the daughter really bothered me because like I was like, how how are we not more scared? Like there's this scene <laughs> where her umbrella. Like, she's looking through oh the umbrella, God. and she sees La Llorona, and then she, like, brings it up, and then La Llorona's not there. And then, ironically, the wind blows her umbrella into the pool, and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna go get it. And it's like, no, we leave it there, and we go away. Like, you don't need an umbrella if you're inside. Get it. Oh, we win. Yep. Um, so very frustrating for me. Very, yeah. There was a lot of things I'm like, why are you doing this? What, why? Yeah. So it, it, it just didn't, I don't know what happened. I don't know who, I don't remember who wrote it. I, you know, it, it definitely felt like they were trying to expand the conjuring universe but they like just didn't really invest in it it really felt like they just said people will watch it anyway and then like that's it yeah well and everyone kept calling la llorona an evil spirit and i don't i don't think that's exactly it's uh it's there's a lot of different legends which i can talk about when i like get into everything yeah, for sure, for sure. But mostly she's just, like, kind of, like, a, a a person always kind of trapped here now. Like, she's trapped in her life. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, and just, like, the, they just didn't really show the actual legend of things. Like, there was, like, literally three minutes of the origin of it yeah and they didn't really show anything about it really like they were all in a circle and they were dancing and then now she's killing them so (laughs) so like what yeah i had so many i was so confused so many questions yeah so then should i start let's do this that's what you sound like well I can't control this man I know Wi-Fi. oh the joys what I have found from La Llorona is that there it's kind of there's it's all over kind of and what I've heard is that it like has followed the Mexican people predominantly, but there's stories of it, like, people knowing about it in Spain. There's people from, like, South and Central America. It's kind of everywhere. But everyone has a little bit of a different story, so I don't really know what actually happened. But it does seem like it comes from before conquistadors came. Like, it's old. Got it. Okay. Um, And then when I've always heard, like, it followed the Mexican people when they came into America, and everyone always thinks that it was something that happened recently, but it's like, Mexico, like, like, the United States belonged to Mexico for a long time. Especially the area we live in. Yeah, so, like, they say that it's, like, there's a lot of it in the Southwest. A lot of the stories kind of center around the Southwest, but now they go into, like, Montana. But, like, most of that area is where Mexico originally owned land. Yeah, America is still 
considerably young compared to the rest of the world. We have, like, no history. Yeah. And all of it's bad. <laughs> and all of it's bad. Exactly. Yeah. So the big thing is that no one really knows where the legend starts. We just know that it's old. And mm-hmm. that it, you know, surrounds a doomed mother who drowned her kids in the river or a lake for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. So, the story... There's, like, two separate stories that are the most popular. Okay. So, there's one where she... And I think most of the time they do call her Maria. And I think it's probably just because it was, like, a very... It's, a, it's still a very popular... It's like It's like the John Smith Maria. You know? Yeah. So, Maria was born into a peasant family in a humble village... But she was so beautiful that she captured the attention of both the rich and the poor men in the area. She was said to have spent her days in her humble peasant surroundings, but at night she would, like, put on a white gown and she would thrill the men who admired her. Okay. Yeah, this isn't the one that I've ever heard, but... The young men would, like, wait for her to come and she loved all the attention that she was getting. But, however, she had two small sons that made it very difficult for her to go out on the, at nights, and often she would leave them alone while she went to go entertain the gentlemen. Yeah. So, here's where it gets weird. It's like, one day, the two boys were found drowned in the river, and then some say they drowned from her neglect, and others say that she drowned them herself. Okay. So, that's, like, one story... This one is the closest one to what I have heard. So, okay. So she was a caring woman full of life and love who married a wealthy man who lavished her with gifts and attention. However, after she bore him two sons, he began to change, becoming a womanizer and becoming an alcoholic. He would often leave her for months at a time. He seemingly no longer cared for the beautiful Maria and even talked about leaving her for another woman of a wealthier class. When he did return home, it was only to visit his children, and it devastated Maria, and to a point where she began resenting her sons. Because of her resentment towards them, she one night took them and drowned them both in the river, and then tried to drown herself, but it didn't work. And so then she became La Llorona. The beautiful La Llorona mourned them day and night, And during this time, she would not eat, and she kept walking on the river looking for her sons while she was in her white gown. She would cry and cry as she roamed the riverbanks, and her her gown became soiled and torn and ragged. When she continued to refuse to eat, she grew thinner and appeared taller until she was looking like a walking skeleton. Still a young woman, she finally died on the banks of the river, and not long after her death, her restless spirit began to appear, walking the banks of the Santa Fe River when darkness fell. Her weeping and wailing became a curse of the night, and the people began to be afraid to go out after dark. She's said to be seen drifting between the trees along the shoreline and floating on the current with her long white gown spread out upon the waters. On many a dark night, people would see her walking along the riverbank and crying for her children. And so, they no longer spoke of her as Maria, but rather La Llorona, the weeping woman. Children were warned not to go out after dark, for she may snatch them, throwing them to their deaths in the flowing waters. 
Though the legends vary, the apparition is said to act without hesitation or mercy. The tales of her cruelty depends on the version of the legend that you hear. Some say she kills, she kills indiscriminately, taking men, women, and children. However, it's foolish enough to, whoever is foolish enough to get closer to her. Others say she is very barbaric and kills only children, dragging them screaming to a watery grave. Yeah, I, that was the first one I heard, too. Yeah, normally I hear that her husband ended up cheating on her and, like, kind of mm-hmm. getting tired of her. Um, yeah. So I know that there's the Venezuelan one um, is that her husband dies in war and she has to raise the children alone and she eventually gets very frustrated and she kills the child in that frustration and the spirit now kidnaps and kills other people's children and that they oh. would and so this is where they, the families would place a wooden cross above their door to ward her off. So it's, like, kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't hear that. I always heard that she was trying to, like, find the souls of her children after she drowned them. Like, that was her curse, was to try and find her children. Yeah, and so that, the, like, the children who come into contact with her aren't, like, ones she's stealing also. It's that she sees her children in them. Exactly. So, like, there's many stories of weeping female phantoms, like, throughout folklore all over the place. Yeah. So, like, it's in the... Yeah. So, it's in the, like, Iberian Peninsula, which is where Spain and Portugal are, and then the Mm -hmm. um, Meriden cultures, which is all of North, Central, and South America. Like, it's everywhere. Yeah. And so, like, scholars have pointed out that there's similarities between La Llorona in Aztec mythology, and they also compare it to Eve and Lilith in Hebrew mythology. Um, they have found similar stuff in German folklore from 1486. Really? Um, and then there was an author who investigated into the legend, and he published... He's the one that found the German folklore, and his name is Ben Radford. Um, got it, got it. Some people also brought up Lamia, which is the the demigoddess that I told you about for vampires, because um, apparently Hera killed her child because it was Zeus's child, and so then oh. Lamia ended up killing everybody else's children. Remember that? We talked about it? Mm-hmm. So, exactly, yeah. Um... I still think it's a bit more vampire-y, but... Mm-hmm. And then... Right so, because it's everywhere, there's been countless movies made of it, like, from all over the place. I think the earliest one I saw was, like, 1963. Damn! There's books. Um, there's a Mexican playwright named Josefina Lopez who wrote Unconquered Spirits which uses the legend as the major plot, and the play premiered first at California State University Northridge um, in 1995. Okay. There's um, a Mexican folk song with the title La Llorona, popularized by 
Andres Hinostra in 1941. It has been covered multiple, multiple times. Uh, not surprising, but okay. And then, of course, La Llorona is the pilot episode of Supernatural. Though they call her the woman in white. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, we started Supernatural with La Llorona. Yeah. It's just, it's been that long i mean it hasn't been that long for me because me and josh are going through it and we're only on season seven still mm-hmm. so <laughs> it, ta- it takes so long to go through things especially when i'm trying to watch america's next top model whenever i can <laughs> you know what you, you gotta find your thing well and the problem is that season seven was not my favorite season there's some great episodes in there and you get charlie but otherwise, I don't like it. I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I only like the Turducken episode. <laughs> and then, like, the Rise of Dick. The Rise and, of Dick is great. And Charlie. Like, that's the only things I like in season seven. Mm-hmm. So, with Sorry, that, I have one story... Because I thought we would probably be talking about the movie for a while, which we did. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So it comes from you slash Monkey King 94. Nice. Nice. Um, so they have it where it says, The legend says that anyone who has the misfortune to be near her or even hear her scream is cursed to a life of misfortune. See, she is... Wow, I can't talk. (coughs) She is said to be dressed in a white, torn-up wedding dress, be dripping wet, and to only appear near rivers and large enough bodies of water. Another part of the legend is that the children that see her are supposedly never heard from again. Many parents in Mexico use this as a way to scare their kids into not staying out late and going to bed earlier. This is where my story begins. My hometown was the big My hometown was the biggest and small biggest of the small surrounding towns for miles around. Due to this the, the annual summer soccer tournament was always take place in the bigger soccer field my town had to offer. The soccer field was also the oldest and had a river running along two sides of it. One side of it was next to an old beaten unpaved path that eventually wrapped around the field. Mm, I don't like that. It had big metal walls that served as a fence. Every odd yards, there'd be a crack on it due to weather or vandalism. The tournament itself always took place early in the afternoon, as back then it didn't have lighting. Every year, people would gather around afterwards and celebrate the victory or just the joy of seeing old faces once again. That year was my second time attending with my dad. Oh, cool. The tournament went well and after and the after party had begun to die down. My dad had started drinking with his friends and some of the neighboring kids took over the field. Back then, I was a friendly kid, so I joined in. We played well into the evening. Most of the adults had left by this time and only a handful remained. This is not good. Mhm. My dad and about 3 of his close friends were the only ones still left drinking and catching up on their life. As for the kids, it was only about three that lived across the street, a few older kids from around town, and myself. 
We had dug a hole at the side of the of a drop-down roof of one of the concession stands and placed a flashlight faced up into the middle of the light. The roof was a pyramid shape and just big enough to hold us comfortably. At first, we sat there drinking soda while telling funny stories from previous games. As it always happens when a group of only guys gather, we began to tell scary stories. As they do. As, yeah. as one does. As one does. We each took turns telling stories we knew. Eventually, one of the older kids brought up the legend, claiming that one night as he was walking by that very field, he heard her scream. Then he screamed in an attempt at a jump scare, which resulted in several kids, including me, flinching. We all denied it, making up excuses, trying to seem brave. You know, I didn't, I didn't do it. The initial instinct is to jump back. Well, yeah, because you're in my face, being very loud. Um, this led to an argument about who was brave and who was scared. No guy likes to be labeled a chicken after all. After a while of arguing about who jumped and who didn't, one of the older kids suggested proving ourselves. That's dumb, but okay. At first he wanted... Yeah, we should just know these are a group of boys. A group of younger boys. A group of young boys. At first, he wanted to have the ones that jumped go to the river surrounding the field. Several protested about everyone needing to prove themselves, and so the decision was made that we all would go. Okay, seems a little bit better. At first, we were all to go by the river and cross the bridge, but after more planning, the purpose changed. We were going to try and summon La Llorona. See, that's where it gets stupid. This is what you don't do. Yeah, I don't I don't know why we ever decided this was fun. Right? Like, like going like, out fine, I guess. Like, the things that boys do for, like, fun when they're alone, it, like, makes little sense to me. Like, how are you guys alive still? <laughs> I really don't know. Like, <laughs> this is how, like, you know, it happens where we're like, let's push people down a hill in a shopping cart. And then it's like... I broke three bones that night. And it's like, yes, that is what happens. Or let's drag race on this strip of freeway. I totaled my car. Yes, that is what happens. (laughs) How are you all alive? (laughs) Okay. The durability of teenage boys knows no bounds. No bounds. We all had an assigned job for the trip. Some would serve as lookouts for any adults hiding in the sidelines between the bushes. The rest of us would be the summon team. One kid was to yeah the summon team. One kid was to stand under the bridge. Two of us would watch from opposite ends, and one would stand on the bridge itself, looking down through the small drain. Our positions were decided by a quick game of rock paper scissors. I landed the position of being. On the bridge itself. This is no, thank great. You. This is no, super I don't fun. Like it. Super fun. Love this position. Great job. Um, armed with my slingshot, I took my place, half lying in the middle of the bridge, and so did the other kids. I honestly don't know what made us think that rocks would do anything to a ghost, but at the time, it seemed like a solid plan. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> we all stood oh, in our. 
I mean, that's what I was saying. I was like, just fucking deck the ghost. I mean, and you ended up being right, which makes no sense. She definitely seemed like she was not corporeal. Like, you could, it looked like she was touching everyone and anyone. Um, yeah. And then she had that lady who's like, was, you know, if I give her your kids, she'll bring me my kids. And it's like, what no. What uh, What do you mean? Because she let Annie out of, and whatever the fuck her name is, out of the basement. And we just didn't hear from her again for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of plot holes in that movie. Yep, sounds better. It also makes zero sense for her to, like... I mean, it doesn't make zero sense, but, like, she was so against La Llorona, like, most of the time. And then afterwards, she was like, whoa, like Olaf in Frozen 2, I'm the bad guy now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, like, no, she's not going to give you your fucking kids. Everything about her, I'm astonished. Yeah, it just, it didn't make any sense. Okay, um, we all stood in place waiting. Since it was the middle of the summer and it hadn't rained in a month, the river had been reduced to a very small stream flowing through. Nothing happened for the first few minutes and some of the kids began making funny noises, trying to liven up the mood. Everyone hushed when we heard a drunk walking by down the street. The sudden noise left everyone more anxious than before. Then the air seemed to change and everyone grew quiet. Even the animals seemed to go silent. The wind was that's all... That's not good. That's never good. When the animals stop and the wind goes still, that is your cue to get out. Yeah. The wind was all that could be heard, and we all looked around at each other, probably all regretting our dumb decision when we all of a sudden heard a scream. Not the famous cry of the ghost, but from one of the kids hiding on the sidelines. Confusion took over everyone's faces as the scream broke the silence and panic began to set in. From my spot, I tensed up as I prepared myself to look down the river, half expecting to see a ghost looking back up at me. I heard heavy footsteps as the first kids began to run away. At the m- that is not to go. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment, my heart started beating a million miles an hour. I looked back to the, to the side where... They were all supposed to be hiding. I saw one kid point towards the bridge, trying to say something. Time seemed to slow down as I peeped down the drain, only to see the poor kid in a fetal position, frozen with fear, but nothing else. I looked back, but this time noticed that he was pointing at the top of the bridge where I was. (laughs) Oh, that's so much worse. That's when I realized I had a glimpse of just a few seconds ago. There was a puddle of water just a few inches in front of my face. Mm, I don't like it. <laughs> my throat felt dry and I tried to swallow hard as I began to tilt my head up. As I looked up, <laughs> I saw a series of puddles starting at the end of the bridge leading up to a bigger puddle about four inches in front of me. Mm, okay. As I finished looking up, I saw what looked like see-through fabric for a split second. It made me jump back, but as I blinked and fell backwards, I had a good view of everything, and there was nothing to see. 
I felt uneasy and by this time was left by myself, so I scrambled to get to my feet and raced after my friends. By the time I made it back to where the grown-ups were, my dad was yelling my name, telling me we had to leave. Some of the kids remained catching their breath, but most had run home. I'm not entirely sure I actually saw her or her dress, but I do know I saw those puddles on a dry summer day. Yep. 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 That's not fun. No. Let's avoid that at all costs, okay? Yeah, I never... I know that when I was young, my cousins would talk about La Llorona, but... Luckily enough for us, the Ellie River nearly never has water in it. Um, and I don't know of any other water. But maybe that's why I don't like lakes, because there's things that could kill the me. Mm-hmm. There's, there's too many things that are associated with lakes and death and drowning, and I don't want it. Yeah. Sounds good. We don't want it. Nope. So, yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah. La Llorona. La Llorona. Um, not my thing, but it's fine. Not your thing? I don't, don't want to... I mean, it is my thing, but like, I don't want to be kidnapped by um, someone who drowned for kids. Well, I Please, don't think life. that you would qualify as a child anymore. A ch- Mom likes to call me a child, but I made the mistake of going, well, I'm still a child, and now she uses that against me. Yeah. Every time he has the opportunity to. Yeah. That makes some sense. Does it? I don't know. You know how mom is, where it's like she can always make fun of us, but then the minute, like, two of us make a joke at her expense, she's like, is it make fun of mom day? (laughs) No, she's like, y'all are bullying me. Mom, you do this to us all the time, and you think it's hilarious. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never, I, I never want to meet La Llorona, and if I ever, which is also why it was kind of frustrating me that this whole situation centered on her being, like, in their house. It, like, it didn't, yeah. it didn't make any sense because of the fact that she's supposed to be only by rivers, and then she tried to, like, drown the daughter in the pool, and I was like, that makes no sense. Right, it was like, she should have just taken her to the River. Yeah. I texted Elle. I was like, my dumbass thought I wish she was going to be at the LA River. <laughs> Trying to drown her in the, like, one inch of water. Drown! No. Drown in it! not a word. It was so funny. Yeah. We don't get rain. <laughs> I know that there's supposedly an area of the river that has lots of water. I don't know if I believe in it. Um... <laughs> I've never never seen the L.A. River to have more than, like, two feet of water across it. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm too far south. I don't know. It's crazy, man. It always do. I'll let everyone know how the voodoo bag keeps going on. I would love to see it, actually. It's, um, like, it's like a red piece of cloth that's tied in, like, just a normal not like you is this know. like a pen pal that josh has no it's a guy that's on the street that talks to josh sometimes because he says josh has a good soul oh. i mean that's good yeah josh he's from a good soul. he's from ghana interesting 
So we've got on um, like the Ollywogs kind of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a very nice guy. He just, I was like, I really need to go to the bathroom and I needed to go to the bathroom. Like when I left the house and I'm still standing Uh out here now. Yeah. And you're like, we're in a conversation that I did not expect to be in. No, definitely not. (laughs) Any kind of unintentional social interaction. I know, I told Josh that, I was like, see, you always say hi to people when we're out together, and then I go out by myself and say hi to nobody, and now I look like the bitch, just because I'm the introvert in this relationship. Yeah. And and I'm wearing a mask, so nobody can see me awkwardly smile as I walk past them, because that's what I do. I'm like, oh, smile, because then I have acknowledged you, but we are not having a conversation, and I'm not trapped here, and trying to tell you that, like, I have to go, because, like, I need to be in the house. Like, that is exactly where I need to be right now. (laughs) Like, I want to be inside. That's great. Yeah, same, same, the same. Yeah. Guys, be nice to your introvert friends. We're just trying, okay? We love you, We're but from a distance. We, we, we love you quietly. <laughs> exactly. All the love is still there. You just don't show it as much. Yeah. But it's there. I know, for whatever reason, I always find myself surrounded by extroverts. Like, mm-hmm. like everyone. Yep. Every friend that I have is an extrovert. Right, between, like, Ashley and Danny, it's like... Yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> I love them. They're great. I do. I just don't know why I attract extrovert energy. <laughs> I mean, apparently I'm a himbo magnet, so I don't know what that says Hey, about we me. love Brendan Fraser's. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, then. Well... If you guys had fun, um, leave a like, follow us. We've seen a steady growth of people. I watched somebody... Really? I, I, I watched somebody binge episodes for, like, a solid yes. week. Like, you, I, I could see it, like, going from the beginning being, like, one listener, one listener, one listener. And I was like, oh, someone's, like, binging. And then I realized we... I love- I realized we had enough episodes to binge at this point. Yes. Hello to our binge listener. We love you. <laughs> we are the binge life, so, like, that's fine. I'm still... Exactly. Binge everything. Yeah. Ella's binging Critical Role right now. I'm still binging My Favorite Murderer while simultaneously binging again America's Next Top Model. First time. Nope, I've watched. I watched them when they were like live on TV. I'm fucking old. Here we are again. Fucking old. I remember it being like nine o'clock, and it was like, okay, it's America's Next Top Model is over. Time for bed. Like <laughs> that was my life. I was there for Eva. I don't remember the first two. Actually, I remember Joanna. I didn't remember the first season. That's great. So yeah. Uh, like us, follow us, you know, go to, go to our Instagram, Ella. That I am supposed to be running, but am failing miserably. It's, it's been a very busy week for Ella. It really has. And it's been a not fun week also. We're, we're getting through 
through it. It's okay. Yeah. Um. So what is our Instagram, Ella? Our Instagram is nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you. That might actually get me back on the app. Shocker. <laughs> um, and then if you have questions, concerns, tidbits, suggestions, stories of your own, you can send them to our email, which is nope I'm scared podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're trying to collect them. I have people that are supposed to be sending in emails that haven't yet, but we're, so do I. <laughs> we're, we're hoping for them soon. Um, and keep on listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I definitely will. I'll be here all the time. You never listen. You're just here recording with me. That's true. I have not listened to a single episode. <laughs> and I have listened to every episode because I edit it and then I end up having to listen to them with Josh because I'm excited for it. Huh? Yes. I really hope I'm there sometime just to see his reactions live because a dream. A dream for you? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you Thanks, enjoyed guys. it. Happy Women's Month. I'll say it every yeah, every time. I'm working on a big a big one, hope, hoping that I have enough time to fully research it. So that'll be for the end of the month. The finale. The finale of Women's oh, Month. Lovely. That's exciting. All right, so, yeah, keep, on, keep tuned for that. All right. Thanks, guys. Right, thanks, guys. Um, we never introduced ourselves, so we'll introduce ourselves. Um, this is... I'm Alexa. I'm Ellen. And this was Nope, I'm Scared. Bye.